0: Hey, it's downtown Josh Brown. I am live from the compound with my friend Perth Toll. Perth, say hello. Hello. Okay. So um, Perth is here to talk about the launch of her brand new ETF, something that's taken her years to get off the ground. And now it's here. Everyone's very excited about it. We'll get into that and more. Stick around. All right. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Um, And just before we even talk about ETFs, let me just indemnify everyone in the room, everyone in the building None of this is financial advice. Nobody is soliciting you. Nobody's telling you to buy or sell any securities. Is there anything else we're supposed to say?
1: Uh, yeah. No. No. Okay. This is not a recommendation.
0: Okay. Good. <laughs> so, but let's let's talk about freedom. Is that what you're calling it? I know the ticker is FRDM. It is
1: FRDM. Okay. Yes. And Now that we said the ticker, now I I can't post this on my Twitter, but that's okay.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> I'll post it on my Twitter. Okay. <laughs> um. Look. How about we'll beep out the, the the ticker. I won't use the ticker, but basically what you've done is you've said, I believe that there's a better way to invest in global country stock markets. And that better way is to overweight the companies that actually promote freedom for their citizens and to underweight bad actors, countries that are repressive or have a lot of corruption or have human rights abuses. So that seems like common sense that the countries that treat their citizens well will have better stock markets. Why isn't that obvious to everyone?
1: (laughs) So you actually wrote about this in your uh, post called, what was it, Uh, Rule of Law and Stock Markets. So if you look up Josh Brown, Rule of Law and Stock Markets, you'll see that post. It's a great post, and it basically lays out the entire – our, our premise. So the premise is that freer markets do perform more sustainably. They use their economic and human capital more efficiently, and they recover from drawdowns um, more quickly than than the unfree markets. But we created this to be more of a, um, a differentiated exposure in emerging markets. So most emerging markets indexes are Thirty to thirty-five percent China. So that's if you look at MSCI, FTSE, S&P, they're all like thirty-two to thirty-three percent China. Because why? They're
0: market cap weighted. They're market
1: cap weighted, exactly. Okay. So you end up with a lot in a, a very concentrated position and in a very unfree market um, with a lot of geopolitical risk. Um, There's about 70% in Asia in those uh, indices. So this is a very different exposure because it has no China, no Russia, no Egypt, no Saudi Arabia. And we're not picking on those countries. We're using objective third-party quantitative metrics. So let's
0: let's talk about that. Let's back up a little bit. So to start with, you created the Life and Liberty Indexes.
1: Yeah. And so, Life and Liberty Indexes is my company, right. and the the index that this fund is based on is the Freedom One Hundred Emerging Markets Index.
0: Okay. So we can we can legally say the Life and Liberty Indexes yes. without mentioning a product.
1: We can talk about the index. All right.
0: Fine. <laughs> can you imagine? Like what? <laughs> I know. All right. Fine. So <laughs> yeah. the Life and Liberty Indexes, though. So you've got a data provider that helped you quantify which countries. Um, are more free? Is that the yes, right way to say it? exactly. And which are more repressive? And then from there, you said, okay, if we wanted to weight based on this factor, yes. these are the countries that an emerging market index should have more of. So what are those countries?
1: So in the index currently, the highest weightings are in Taiwan, South Korea, Chile, and Poland. Okay. Poland used to be number one holding back in 2017, but then it dropped to... Uh, Number four
0: in 2018. Didn't they just elect some psycho hard-right guy there? Yeah, so
1: because of a lot of the problems with the independence of the judiciary and and, um, the basically stepping over of democratic norms in that country, it has dropped from number one to number four, but it's still one of the freer countries. So no country is completely 100% free. So these are just freer than their peers. Okay. So you just have to be relatively freer than the other emerging markets, right? It's it's there.
0: right. It's not like it's not like we're talking about every country being like Sweden. Right. right. It's just it, it, it's never going to be that way, or not in our lifetime. This is a yeah. relative game,
1: and it's emerging markets. So right,
0: and it's, it's emerging markets. Yeah. So are they're, they're they're young. Their their experience with democracy is a younger experience. Exactly. So it's not a judgment of. The people that live there, it's just like where are they in their – in which state of development are they in?
1: Correct. And their institutions and their governance, uh, mostly their 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 governments are more in control of human freedoms and economic freedoms. That's why we do the, um, the freedom screens on the country level and not on the security level.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, Perth, you – since I met you three years ago, five years ago? I don't know. I think
1: it was – Two or three years ago, yeah.
0: Okay, it all bleeds together for <laughs>
1: me.
0: Um, but since I've met you, like you have been so passionate about building this thing, like starting with the index and then saying, I want to make it so that people can invest based on this premise. Yeah. Um, like you've really killed yourself to get this done, and now it's here. Like, yeah. But, but you don't, obviously now you have to attract capital to it. So right. it's like in some respects your work mm-hmm. has only just begun. Correct. But you're yeah. working with my friend Wes Gray That's and right. the team at Alpha Architects. Alpha Shout Architect. out to Wes. Um, what did Alpha Architects provide you with in order for you to be able to launch this this platform or, or yeah. this fund?
1: So first, they were my like biggest mentors for about a year. Wes helped me to and
0: Jack and like these guys. Yes. Have, these guys have done this.
1: Yes, so they they already have five ETFs. So they've been uh-huh. here and they helped me to. Um, Start the process of building the infrastructure to launch this thing on my own, right. and then towards the end of the process, when I was getting ready to basically launch it as Life and Liberty Investments, they, you know, Wes was like, you know what, it would be cheaper for you, and you know, if you just launched it with us, we have the economies of scale. Okay. Um, so they're providing the they're the issuer. They're providing the the inf- the back end like operations infrastructure and running the actual funds. So they're doing the trading they're doing all the back end operations so to they're, run like, the fund.
0: they're like they're like i in that regard yes. and you are somebody that brought so you come with the intellectual uh capital with the
1: index the yeah.
0: idea the index but then they Push the fund out so that yeah. it can be invested. In. This is the
1: most ridiculous way that Wes puts it, but basically they're the PIMCO to my research affiliates, which is ridiculous to say. But so you're, yeah.
0: you're the Rob Arnott of, <laughs> uh, of this project, and yeah. they're the PIMCO. All right, listen, okay. whatever, whatever it is, because like That's you're not going to ridiculous example. Yeah, but you're not going to build an ETF issuer from scratch for one unproven fund. Yeah, that would be even more ridiculous. True. And now you get to be aligned with Wes, who yeah. is an absolute unbelievable businessman all-around person like that's the, the right I mean, there they're
1: the real freedom fighters you know they were they really actually are. in iraq fighting for freedom like people shooting at them and stuff so they're right. the literal freedom fighters right so perfect partners for this
0: okay yeah. and now you have a lot of people in the industry that like have your back like you have a lot yes. of people that both formally and informally so yes. Batnick and I are informally like your advisors. Yes, thank you. Um, we haven't signed any pieces of paper. We just love what you're doing, and, and you're unpaid. Well, but I don't. But we don't want to be paid. Like we just we believe in the concept, and we want to yeah. see you succeed. So
1: thank you. I appreciate that. No, that you guys enough. have been my biggest like promoters and just mentors, and I so appreciate that.
0: Okay, so now you have got this thing on the market, and we can't mention the ticker, and we're gonna bleep out. You, you can
1: mention the ticker. I just can't retweet you.
0: Yeah, but that's silly. I okay. want you to be able to. Like, <laughs> I want you to be able to talk about your thing.
1: Okay, so let's just stick to the index then.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you've got this thing out there yeah. now. You have to like talk to financial advisors because that's who allocates funds. Yes. And it's impossible to reach a million individual investors who yes. each are going to put a thousand dollars in. Like you'll you'll never go. So you right. have to get big allocators to right. to be on board. So I how have do you to do be that?
1: more strategic in how I uh, market and how I do my basically presentations and and getting the word out um, in a scalable way. So especially as a smaller indexer, um, we have to really focus on the scalable things. That's why we do a little more media. We have guys like you to kind of be out there helping us promote. Um, We have a lot of, like you said, champions in the industry, and I really appreciate that. Just people have resonated with this idea in a way that I am constantly floored by. And that never goes away. Well, and you, sh-
0: you shouldn't be because your intentions are great and people recognize how authentic you are. And you shouldn't be floored. Thank you. People should. <laughs> All right. The last thing I want to ask you, yeah. the trade tensions with China, the fact that there are now threats that um, China might screw with Apple or China might crack down on um, or, or the U.S. might crack down on Chinese companies listing on the New York Stock Exchange. Mm-hmm. Does that tension help your story or, or your fun story, or yeah. is, or is it only really semi-related? Like, what so is- it
1: is part of the story. So China is always a big part of our story just because it has such a huge allocation in the other indexes and has none in ours currently. I hope they make it into the index one day. Um, I love China and, I, and it's my home country, and I hope they make it into the into the index one day. But they just have some improvements to, to make. Um, the rhetoric is there, like they have the all the right trade rhetoric, like free trade, globalization. Um, Our methodology does treat trade as international trade is good. Anything that impedes international trade is bad. So if we were to impose tariffs on China, that is actually bad for the U.S. If they retaliate, that is bad for China. So, so yeah, all of quantitatively
0: that quantitatively bad. Quantitatively like like, in, your scoring in model, our scoring it'll model, it'll be bad yes. for both parties. And this is not
1: our scoring model. Again, it's it's the Fraser Institute, the Cato Institute, and the Friedrich Naumann Foundation that we use. So, with permission, and those guys are um, you'll meet them tomorrow at our okay. appreciation event. All right, so. Very cool. So, yeah, so, so it would score them lower if the trade um, – if there's more t- tariffs or non-tariff trade barriers. Anything like that would score them lower on the economic freedom side. So, uh, But China also has the human freedom side that's more problematic as far as their scoring. So, um, so yeah, the trade war stuff does bring attention to, hey, there's some risk here. Um, and yeah, that does help us. Any, any kind of China news brings okay. us into So China is not
0: the only EM uh, country, though, that is going to have a lower – Waiting in your index right because of things like human rights or like like Saudi Arabia, I think is smaller in yours
1: Saudi Arabia we don't have any allocation to so Saudi Arabia is being added to um, MSEI currently
0: but not yours, but not ours right. okay, so that's a big differentiator, yeah, and Saudi Arabia is trying to do both things at once yeah, They're trying to keep the monarchy, but then also float a giant listing for the oil company in yeah. in Western countries. Are they going to be able to thread that needle or what? I do don't they?
1: know. You see a lot of these emerging markets like Saudi Arabia and China trying to do two things at once where, you know, on the one hand, they're trying to open up as far as reforms. On the other hand, they have still some repressive practices politically. So um, they're both kind of doing both things at once. Um, we'll see which side wins out internally in those countries. And I hope, you know, for the best. And I hope they you know, both make it into the index.
0: OK, the last thing I want to know, is there a cap on how big any country can get? Um, in in the index,
1: there's not currently because I mean if you look at the the MSCI, the FTSE, and the S&P, there's 33 to 35 percent in China. So, you know, we don't have anything that big. Our biggest holding is 21 percent in Taiwan. So, um, so yeah, that's big enough, I think, as Could it Taiwan is.
0: Taiwan go to 40 percent. I mean, with this ru- with this algorithm, we don't
1: we don't have a cap. But okay. with this algorithm, it's very difficult for one country to get to that level if it did then i think we would impose a cap we don't have to currently but also
0: that country could cross over and become um officially like a developed market
1: right it could be you know uh become a yeah it could be promoted into a, a totally different index yeah.
0: right okay well listen i i want to wish you all the best of luck i've been watching you hustle <laughs> to get this done all these years and it's finally here and i couldn't be more excited for you Thank and you. i hope the reception mm-hmm. for the, the product is is huge. I hope people say, you know, I want an emerging markets, but I don't feel good about investing in some of these terrible places yeah. where they don't treat people right. And this is like an alternative. And I hope there's a big audience for that.
1: So. That's the idea. Thank all you right. so much for your part all, in this. All the
0: best. Of luck. How do you want people to follow you? Where can they? Uh,
1: so the the index website is lifeandlibertyindexes.com. Okay. And I'm on Twitter at Perth underscore toll. And okay. I'm on LinkedIn.
0: And we personal. we before investing in any ETF, read the prospectus, know what you're doing, thanks. consult a financial advisor if you are unequipped to make decisions um, about what to buy and sell. Um, and uh, thanks again for being on. Thank you. All right.